0: What's going on and welcome to the Backpacking Podcast with my good friend, Jeremiah Stringer. We are here. This is a not live stream podcast today. Jeremiah, uh, we have a really amazing guest on here again today. Dude, I woke
1: up this morning looking forward to talk to Jeff. I have been (laughs) ever since that uh, we knew he was coming back on the podcast. I've been waiting for this day and here it is.
0: I am too because of every guest we've had, he probably made fun of you more than any other person we've ever had on this show, and so that I enjoyed <laughs> tremendously. That was that was pretty he, awesome. So he's, uh, he's the meanest guest, man. <laughs> well, we're glad to have Jeff on here. For those who don't know, we're going to getting ready to have Jeff Garmeyer on the show today. Uh, he is a guy who has done insane trails. And just recently finished the Barkley Marathon. And if you don't know what that is, you're about to find out um, and prepare yourself because you may be scarred for life because of it. So uh, let's bring him on the show, Mr. Jeff Garmeyer. How are you, man?
2: Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me back just to bring Jeremiah back down to earth. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: he needs My- it man he needs it it's so bad yeah, his head is so big
2: the go sponsorship money i mean you can just see he is just getting way too big for his britches here
0: through the roof he's about to hit twenty thousand subscribers on youtube and so he's like all you know thinking high of himself it's crazy man it's like yeah. That screen's barely big enough to hold his head, I'm being honest with you.
2: Oh, I don't even know how it fits in there with what he's got going on.
0: I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> I think you no need, no to, you need
2: to update the the logo for, with you
0: guys. I know, Jeremiah his head needs to be no like beard. three times mine. <laughs>
2: yeah, Yeah, and the head too, yeah.
0: Yeah, Jeremiah's head <laughs> just needs to be three times the size of my head and uh, yeah. a smaller beard and we'll be good to go. How God about head, yeah, the Backpacking
2: beard. Podcast with Jeremiah? And that's, it. <laughs> I, think and then, I think that's, that's what it's become.
0: Very small, very, very small letters. It'll say, and John Kelly, like really, really tiny, tiny letters underneath it. So
2: like on the second slide. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just exactly.
0: Just, yep. Yeah. The so, one nobody shows. Yeah. The yep. one nobody shows.
1: I feel like I'm on comedy central <laughs> roast right
0: now.
2: <laughs> I mean, that's a good idea. We could probably Ooh. make that happen in the future. A roast. Wow. We could bring back all of our
0: guests and they could all take turns. That would be, they actually all get fun. like
2: five minutes. That would be a really fun show. You could <laughs> do it like as a benefit show or something like a three hour big time thing, giveaway every hour or something.
0: That, that well, would work. Thing is, here's the thing. Darwin would probably be cool with it. He would do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that, uh, Julian Sheehan would definitely do it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think Heather Anderson's going to be in on that one. I think she's going to kind of she's too nice. Like she would be like, I can't say bad things about Jeremiah. He's so nice. So I, I don't think I don't think she could do it. I don't I don't understand. Yeah, I don't get that sentiment, but
1: <laughs> Okay, can we talk about Jeff?
0: I mean, we can. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, we can <laughs> okay. do that. We can do that.
1: Well, thanks for the uh the very kind words, fellas.
0: Yep. I, I I really Supporter. appreciate Love you. you,
1: man. Yeah. You're keeping me grounded, doing a great job, keeping me grounded. It's, it's hard to have an ego whenever I have <laughs> friends like you.
2: Yeah. We've got to keep your feet on the ground.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Jeff, if, if people haven't heard the the past episode where you were on the show, we talked a lot about your book. Mm -hmm. And, um, about your experiences backpacking, but you've been doing some other stuff very recently. And what had me super intrigued, I follow you on Instagram and I pretty much watch all your stories. And while you were doing this one particular race, and if people don't know, you, you like to really push your limits, like do some FKTs, fastest known time stuff. And you're doing this race and I was following the Instagram story and I was like, he is talking about hallucinations and lack of sleep and just completely pushing his limits. So what exactly were you doing out there?
2: Yeah, just, you know, hallucinating without drugs or anything, just, uh, complete sleep deprivation. Uh, I entered a 250 mile race and I slept about an hour and 10 minutes throughout three and a half days and stuff got weird out there and made it to the end. But it was like, a completely different style thing than an FKT. there's aid stations it's easier to push yourself a little harder and it it's almost like it's it's almost like a 250 mile mile through, through hike with uh, just like an aid station or trail magic every 15 to 20 miles so thought I would go after a super long ultra marathon and push my limits in a way I haven't
1: done before. Oh, my gosh. So people people think hallucinations. You're like, oh, he, he like, took some kind of hallucinogen. But sleep deprivation is a huge, (laughs) like, I don't know, it releases chemicals in the brain. Your brain is, like, freaking out what's going on. So were you having, like, um, auditory or visual? And then how deep into this race did you get?
2: Yeah, uh, so I went – we started out at 5 a.m. went all the way through that first day and through the first night with no sleep. And getting into the second night, I slept. I took one power nap for one minute. So through about 48 hours, I had uh, one uh, that I'd that I'd amassed at that point. And that's when the hallucinations started. Like. You'd see a stick on the ground and it was slithered away like a snake or something like that. A rock or a stump would kind of morph into like a safari guide with binoculars staring at you. And I was uh, on the last night as I was nearing uh, Flagstaff in the end of this thing, about 200 miles in, I was hiking along and it looked like the entire forest was full of abandoned cars. So it was a strange feeling
0: oh my gosh,
2: and these are not real, but uh, my mind is making them real. So it was all visual, but just very strange to know that there are things like that aren't real, but your mind is making you see them. And it's a, it's a strange thing, but now this is like the fourth time that I've pushed myself to that level of sleep deprivation. So it's kind of, it's kind of fun at this point. I kind of know what I'm, I'm in for when the, Things start rolling.
1: Wow, that is absolutely insane! What was the name of the two hundred and fifty mi- or uh, two hundred and fifty mile ultra marathon?
2: Yeah, it was called Cocodona two hundred and fifty, and so it went from the outskirts of Phoenix through multiple mountain ranges, through Prescott and Sedona, and ended in Flagstaff. So, two hundred and fifty miles by foot and did it in about i don't know somewhere in the 90 hour range 95 hours or something
0: so what okay just i got to figure out <laughs> how you do that what do you do to train for a race like okay. that i mean i know how guys train for marathons for, but how do you train for 250 miles and no sleep
2: yeah i mean i bet compared to like a marathon you guys would be better train for this type of thing. Cause it's not like you're running the entire time. It's just so much of power hiking, some running, but just trying to get as much time on your feet as possible. And just kind of, I think the biggest thing was figuring out like what to be eating while you're in the middle of it and electrolytes and what you're drinking and trying to ward off anything like cramps or, um, just stomach issues that, that can, kind of ruin something like that so a lot of the training was just really in the details and then once you show up you're just like well I guess i'll just push until I make it to the end and quitting's not an option
0: wow so okay feet big deal yeah on this I had some, like
2: I had some big blisters too
0: i was gonna say man how how do you do 250 miles in one shot and not end up with insane blisters
2: I don't know. I would be curious if anyone made it without some big blisters. But yeah, foot care was huge, trying to change socks as much as possible and just kind of keep everything dry. But I haven't done a lot of organized races, so I didn't fully know the drop bag strategy and stuff. So I basically was like hanging a spare pair of socks off my running pack and rotating them in and out just like a hiker trash.
0: So. There you go. Now, I guess you have, a, I guess you had a little bit of uh, an advantage on that too, because you understand hiker trash. There were probably some people that were doing that race that were more the marathon runner types who probably weren't sure about all yeah. that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, I think it was so much easier for me to just lay down and get a few minutes of sleep just in the middle of the trail versus a lot of the more traditional ultra runner background, like to get to an aid station and sleep on a cot or something, whereas like. After spending, I don't know, over two years of my life sleeping in a tent, I was pretty comfortable just laying down anywhere and not too worried about animals or anything like that.
1: Did you talk to anybody out there and they were like, what in, you know, cause sometimes if you're backpacking, you see somebody carrying in like a, like a Walmart camp chair. Or yep. like jugs of water hanging off their bag, <laughs>
2: or did like you a ba-
0: Gonex backpack. You see yep. those out there?
2: Yeah, um, oh, nice. I actually ran in a Gonex, Yeah. Oh,
1: nice,
0: <laughs> nice. Did did people
1: did, did were you the equivalent of the the people that we're talking about? Whenever you're out there, was anybody like, bro, like what?
2: <laughs> yeah, near Sedona, there was this guy just day hiking, and he he was. Just, just asked me like what I was doing it's like oh just like 180 miles into a 250 mile race and he's just like what why <laughs> and it was sort of like I don't know at this point I'm wondering the same thing
0: <laughs> I was about to ask you that I was about to say if you weren't just looking at him going yeah I don't know either it yeah stupid.
1: this was stupid
0: <laughs> well, I'm curious about the other contestants though
1: yeah. I, want, I don't know how many people entered the race, but I'm sure you were one of many, but I was curious if they had a conversation with you and they were just like, man, here's a couple of tips.
2: Yeah, no, plenty of tips. I asked everyone at the beginning, all the other people who'd done, cause there were about 200 entrants and, um, I picked the brains of the people with experience in the first 20 miles there and kind of. Tried to figure it out from there, but it really was just cobbling it together and, you know, forcing it to work, which was pretty easy from the FKT background of just like, well, if I screw up and don't bring enough from this aid station, there's going to be another one in 10 to 15 miles. So it's a lot more forgiving than when you go on a hike. And if you forget something, there's not going to be an aid station out there to give it to you. So... Were you
1: eating those gel packets, like, um, and drinking a bunch of electrolytes? What what were you fueling yourself with?
2: Yeah, I put electrolytes in my uh, water, and then I was mostly just eating those like waffle things that Stroop waffles that come in like a package. You know, there's like vanilla or caramel or whatever, and those seem to work with my stomach. And then maybe every every few hours I'd have like some soup or something, but it wasn't like the greatest diet ever. It just was sticking with what ended up working and didn't have stomach issues. So I was pretty nervous to try to change anything
0: either. So I guess the more important question about food is though, what did you eat when you got off of the race? (laughs) Oh man. Um,
2: I ate just a big barbecue. I was at a friend's house and they had like, hamburgers, hot dogs, pasta salad, like macaroni salad. They were having like a, a party and some of their friends were coming over and I'm just exhausted, but also like falling asleep and trying to eat at the same time. So <laughs> it's just like that, that thing when you push hard to get to a trail town and you get there and you're just, you eat so much that you just destroy yourself.
0: <laughs> yep, oh And there's goodness. always a burger involved.
1: Usually, yeah. Like-
0: it almost yeah. seems like every time you get done with a big hike or whatever you're doing, your races always seems like a hamburger ends up involved somehow.
2: Yep, I'd say it's either comes down to hamburger or pizza. Those are yep. the big ones. Yep, yeah. I don't know what what does a uh, GONEX allow you to eat, Jeremiah? Uh, GONEX
0: <laughs> is pretty strict on what you're allowed for. See Jeremiah with his uh, sponsorship deal. Mm-hmm. They have him on a strict diet to keep his uh, girlish figure, so that he will yeah. really good for his videos. I'll, tra- yeah. I'll try
1: to say this the least racist way possible. So mostly, <laughs> what?
0: The mostly, what? mostly. I don't chi- know where to go with that? <laughs> wow.
1: Mostly, it's mostly Chinese buffet after the uh, <laughs> the go next backpacking. If we if we're being honest here. Okay, that's fair.
2: I mean, that's that's right up the gonex alley. I think they had a Christmas oh, party at Ming's in uh, Wayneboro. So is
0: it? Yeah, yeah, it's a great place to go. And yeah, this is- I, yeah.
2: I got kicked out of that all you can eat buffet. Actually, I don't know if uh, you guys know that. Really, I was eating for three hours, and they told me the dinner rush was coming, and that I had to leave after this next plate of food.
0: But this was. that's incredible
1: we went on this trip i didn't get kicked out of this restaurant but we went on this trip really recently went to the cranberry wilderness in west virginia me mr backpacking with jason sir and uh we were supposed to do a stretch on the at like right going into virginia and the day before i like i had the shuttle arranged and everything this is literally like last week And the day before we got a notification due to aggressive bear activity, they closed all camping on that section. It was like 13 miles worth of, worth of camping. Like you couldn't camp there. And, uh, you know, you want to be respectful of what the AT is doing. And I was like, should we go? No, we probably shouldn't go. If we get eaten by a bear, like that's, that's no good. So we decided to. They're AT
0: bears. They're black bears. They don't eat people. They're kind of like. That's true. They're,
1: they're scavengers, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if you have to worry about getting eaten by a bear. Well that might be, that might be dramatic, man. Just that's a true. Bit. I've
2: I've never been eaten by a bear, so yeah,
0: I, <laughs> I haven't either. either. Yeah. Haven't so there either. you go. And I've got I've got a lot of gristle. So it's like, you know, I'm delicious <laughs> for a bear. And it's just like not even not even happen to me. So. I
2: sweat honey. So yeah. I mean, Ooh. if you were gonna attack somebody, it'd be me. Sweats well, honey. I like it sweet.
1: Well, Jason, he was in charge of like planning this trip out and he, he texted me at 10 PM. So I'm supposed to meet him the next morning at 10 30 AM. He texted me at 10 AM and he was like, or 10 PM rather. And he was like, Hey man, uh, can you take a call? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, Hey, they closed this whole section of trail. And I was like, "Ah, oh. I mean, it's close to camping," and. We were going to do like some lower mileage, like five, three miles the first day. Cause we were arriving. We had like a four or five hour drive and then do like eight to 10 the next day. And we we're going to have to camp in that section a couple of times. And he was like, we need to switch it. So we switched to Cranberry wilderness and got rained on every single day. And then on the way back. So dude, I named, I nicknamed this trip. Can't catch a break <laughs> because every time we got a fire started, we get smacked by a thunderstorm. And right before we left, like, we parked the truck and started to walk into the wilderness. And Jason's like, look at that, man. We we got a tire that looks like it's flat. So, Uh-oh. we it was, like, almost out of air. And we were like, when we get back to the truck, we're either going to have to change it or drive to the nearest gas station, which was, like, a 30-minute drive. So, we got back to the truck, filled up with air, and made it to a... Uh, like a place where we could order food. And I was like, let's get some Wendy's, man. All I want is some Wendy's. I want something healthy. I want some salad. You (laughs) you go to Wendy's? Wendy's? I wanted a grilled.
2: I I, I am crazy. I'm craving something fresh. And uh, nice. So I go to Wendy's. No, it's like health food, health food, uh, capital of the world right there, man. Wendy's. Yeah. yeah. We're in West Virginia needed something
1: healthy. So we went to Wendy's. (laughs) You didn't let me finish. I wanted a grilled chicken salad and Jason was wanting a burger. And I was like, let's go to Wendy's. (laughs) We got there. (laughs) We got there. And I I was like, "She's like, what do you, like, what do you want to eat? And I was like, I want a grilled chicken salad. And she was like, we're out of salads. The only salad that we have is a taco salad. And, oh,
0: are you kidding me? One didn't have healthy food? Wow. I was like, I, I can't believe the yeah. most healthy restaurant on the planet didn't even have healthy food. this well,
2: number one, Taco Bell number two. For healthy. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Well, all and then had- Little
1: Caesars right yep. after
2: that. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: All they had... For taco salads in the department of salads, so I was like, I don't want that, and uh, she was like, "Before so did you do a
0: baconator instead."
1: Well, <laughs> I ended up ordering a jalapeno <laughs> <laughs> bacon burger or something like that. I don't know. So and I was jalapeno. like, you know, the taco salad is more healthy than that, right? I <laughs> You're don't just know. Throwing that out at, there <laughs> at this point, I was like, all <laughs> all bets are off. I'm just going for it. And she's like, okay, you want the combo? I was like, no, just the fries. And uh, I was like, I'll take a water to drink and let me get a frosty. And she was like, our our frosty machine is down. We're (laughs) out out of frosties. It was ridiculous, bro. She said, also, we don't have any lettuce or tomato or onion for the burgers. So out of vegetables. Yes, no vegetables except for fried potatoes in the form of French fries. <laughs> that are pre-frozen. That are pre-frozen. Yeah, yeah that's true. So Whoa. I didn't get healthy. It, it was a disaster. Couldn't catch a break the entire time. just
0: seeing if there was a McDonald's, you could have eaten healthy there. Yeah,
2: I just did not see that going the way you showed up to Wendy's for something healthy and couldn't get it. I mean, that's contrary to their whole slogan.
1: <laughs> I know, Whoa, man. If you look at their menu... I think the only thing healthy on there is the salads because I went through the whole thing after they said they were out of salads.
0: Nothing. You could have got a baked potato. I mean, that's almost healthy. (laughs) Probably like a
2: yogurt parfait or something.
0: Oh, that's a good idea.
1: I I didn't even know they had parfaits.
2: I'm not sure if they do, but I I don't go to Wendy's a lot. I try to eat healthy, but now that I know they have (laughs) healthy offerings, I might have to check it out. (laughs)
1: <laughs> if you can catch a good grilled chicken salad, then, I mean, it's fantastic. They have one with avocado in it. I mean, does it get much healthier than that? Uh, I mean, it is Wendy's, but yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Let's get back. Let's
1: get back to
0: Jeff. Yeah, I actually want to, I want to ask you about something different than this race that you just did. I want to yeah. talk about a different marathon you did. That's not really a marathon. It's just insanity. I want you to tell us about the Barkley Marathon.
2: Yeah. So this year, um, was in the Barkley Marathons and showed up to Wartburg, Tennessee to frozen head state park. And after I checked in, it started raining and rained like two inches in the night before the race. And then, uh, the race starts when, uh, the race director blows a conch shell and that means that in what? one hour, the race is beginning. So we don't know when the race is going to start. We have a floating 12-hour window. So you go to bed thinking this race could start anytime between midnight and noon. And the only way you're going to know is hopefully you hear him blow a conch shell. So he blew that at 2 a.m. And so we ran into the wilderness at... 3 a.m. and it was pouring rain so much mud um it was it was actually crazy and speaking of the start one lady actually overslept and didn't hear the signal for the race beginning so she was screwed
1: but wait is there a time limit for finishing the race yeah yeah you have
2: to so no one finished this year most years no one finishes um i made it only let's see a couple people two people made it out of loop two in time and i made it through the first loop but it's like a scavenger hunt where you sprint between books and then you spend time just hunting for them and uh yeah it it was one of the crazier things just like a slip and slide in the mud and uh plugging in the computer we were dying (laughs) <laughs> yeah, um <laughs> yeah, it's uh so kind of how the races run. There's no GPS. All you have is a map that you copy down yourself before the race and so you have a map and compass, super old school. You don't get to bring your phone out there. And then there's this like essay of hints where each of the books are. So it'll say something like once you come to a fork in the stream, look for a hollow tree and then Turn right and walk 30 yards, and there should be your book. And these books, there's this year there were 13, they mark the route. So you show up with one page out of each of the books to show that you did the whole route. So uh, you tear Uh, my number was 24. So I tore 24 out of uh, book page number 24 out of each of the books and then showed up at the end of the loop and showed 13 page number 24 is from each of the books. And uh, some of the books were so easy to find. They just made sense. And then one of them, which was my downfall was book seven. I spent two and a half or three hours looking for it. I just could not find it. It went, it was like the most frustrating thing where you sprint between the books and then you like are looking around trying to get all the clues to match. And if they don't, you kind of, Go back to the start, but that's kind of where it gets so difficult. Is the first year you do it, you obviously have no idea the route and the terrain because it's the only time you're allowed off trail in that state park. And so now that I've done it, I know where all the books are and hopefully can get in again and go faster. But this year, no one finished, only two people finished three loops. And most years, there's no winner, everyone is just a loser. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so hey, could you do us a favor i'm sure there are people listening right now who have no clue about this. oh yeah can you give kind of the premise behind the race and kind of what happens in it so that uh the average person who's listening just kind of has an idea of what this this absolute madness is
2: so yeah we'll start with it's gonna sound so confusing no matter how i say it so we're just gonna dive <laughs> in and there's two really good movies on it there's one on youtube uh called uh, where dreams go to die. And then there's one on Amazon prime. that's called <laughs> uh, the race that eats it's young. And I'm sorry,
0: just the titles of both of those. Oh yeah. I've watched I've watched them and you're not kidding. It's that is the best title for these two movies you could ever have. Cause it's yeah. brutal. It's brutal. yeah.
2: I think um, it's not spoiling anything by just saying the title of one is where dreams go to die. So success is not something that surrounds the Barkley marathons. Um, in a normal year. And uh, yeah, I don't think there's been a finisher now for four years. But so how it's set up, it was crafted after James Earl Ray, who's a famous prisoner um, down at Brushy Mountain State Penitentiary in uh, probably the 70s. He escaped from prison and um, there was a huge manhunt in Tennessee. And they finally found him after 60 hours and he had gone six miles. And so that made this race director goes by Lazarus Lake, kind of like a trail name type thing. It made him think, wow, in 60 hours, I could have gone a hundred miles. So he crafted this race where it was like, we'll just go through that same terrain that he was escaping from prison in, and we'll have five loops that are each about 20 to 25 miles long, no GPS, just map and compass. And he created the This ultra marathon, and it's set up. He wants everyone to fail, and like maybe once every 10 years, someone finishes, but he wants it just possible enough that you want to show up and give it a go, but also so impossible that most people fail. And so he's he created this race, and for a good 15 years, not a single person finished. And now we have been. He's been at it for 30 years now, and there's been 15 finishers ever. And uh, three of those actually are in that one movie. So that was the biggest year for finishers. But this race, there's no GPS allowed. It's completely self-supported between loops. And you do one 25 mile, 20 to 25-mile loop. No one knows because there's no GPS. You have no clue how far it is. And you're searching for books. So just like there's a checkpoint in a race where you run across something and it registers your chip or something just so they make sure you did the route. How you show you did the route is by showing up with a page torn out of each of the books that are just like checkpoints along the route and you show back up, touch the yellow gate, show them your pages. And then if you're um, under the time cutoff, you get to go out for another loop and you kind of keep going out until you quit or you're timed out and uh, this year it ended about 24 hours earlier than anyone thought because everyone was so much slower and just rain weather conditions and it was it was the most fun I've had but also insane just we were kind of how it goes is the first three miles we were charging up bird mountain up the switchbacks and then all of a sudden the leader just turns right and just crashes through the brush and that's when the off-trail segment of the Barkley Marathon began and people are just like running and hurtling off cliffs searching for books and you get to one of these books and everyone's waiting so you can tear out your page and then you just start char- charging downhill again it's it's so much fun but it's like it's so impossible which I think made it so fun.
0: How, how tore up were your legs? Everybody I've seen who's run it, their legs are destroyed after this thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I wore some good tights during it. So that worked, but my arms got destroyed because the briars are, you know, six feet tall and they're just so scraped because it's just like bushwhacking through a blackberry field or something for some of these books. Cause they go out and they hide them from you and it's, it's the craziest concept. It's just, if you're confused, I mean, it's just a confusing and weird race that I think you definitely just got to watch one of those videos. It's amazing.
1: So whenever you decided to enter or I'm sure at some point you heard about the Barkley marathon and you are like, that sounds like something that I would, I'd be happy to try. How did you sign up? Yeah. It's kind of like a secret club or something.
2: Yeah, this is another good aspect of it. It's secret on how to enter the Barkley Marathons. And the way to get in is during one specific time period during the entire year, you have to send an email to a secret email address within that small time window of why you should get to run the Barkley Marathons. And I got on the wait list two years ago and I was in the field in 2020 and then canceled because of COVID and then got moved and got in this year so, but it's a very secretive process, and there's enough out there online that if you want to dig really deep, you can figure it out, but I think sort of the aura is to keep it so mysterious and be like, you can dig into figuring out how to get in, but I'm not going to give you all the answers either.
1: So what did you say in your email? Why do you, Jeff, deserve or should be allowed to run this marathon?
0: Can I just say, my guess is you probably just said, I'm a Tiger King. Let me in.
2: Yep. (laughs) Reincarnation of the Tiger King. Yes.
0: That's it. That's Uh, all it is. They don't need anything else.
2: No. I think there's two ways to do something like that. And it's like, you don't want to just throw all the accolades or something. It's like a job interview, but you also want to be a little, uh, sarcastic and funny and like catch their eye because if there's a thousand applicants and only 40 people get in, you got to make it a little different. So I just gave a bunch of examples at times I've thrown up on my shoes during FKTs or uh, things <laughs> like that. And I said that I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, failing at the Barkley Marathons and I would be a good uh, contestant to, uh, to show up and result in epic failure for a number of reasons. And I think he liked the sarcastic style of just kind of making fun of the whole aspect of wanting to be in a race that you're probably not going to (laughs) win. That's
1: right. That that is totally you, man. That is awesome. Now, did you know anybody before you got there?
2: Uh, Two, a couple people I knew a little bit from like the ultra running world, but uh, actually, Heather Anderson has done the. She's attempted it a couple times, so that's another one of your your guests that we'll have on for the roast battle.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would love I would love it if Heather Anderson would just roast you hard, man. I think yeah that would be incredible. Then we get Skirka right after that. Oh, and, and we save and we save Jeff till the end. You know, we we'll get Dan Durston in here. He'll do his thing and. You know Darwin. Of course, he'll have some fun with it. But then I, we end it with Jeff and it's-
2: keynote speaker. I'll wear a suit. Yeah, let's get this on the calendar.
0: It has to happen. I think it's. I think we're yeah. gonna start planning this one. It's almost
1: Sorry.
2: an honor,
0: I guess. It's brought to,
2: by, uh, <laughs> brought to you by grilled chicken salad sand, or salads from uh, Wendy's. Brought yeah. to you by the
0: healthiest <laughs> restaurant on the planet, Wendy's. <laughs> yeah, where, where health matters, Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> well, Wendy, if you look at Wendy in the picture, she's skinny. So she's I mean, obviously, it, it, very she's very fit. fit. It's probably because the <laughs> food she eats at Wendy's. <laughs>
1: Their beef is never frozen, is what it says on the commercials. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that makes it healthy i'm pretty sure their beef is 95.5 like lean to fat i'm pretty sure
2: yeah and just so thin too i mean if i'm gonna go after a hamburger somewhere i'm always looking at wendy
1: so. i do i do like i i really do like wendy's and my go-to is the <laughs> <laughs> what I don't know why you're laughing. My go-to is the junior cheeseburger deluxe, no mayo, because mm-hmm. the mayonnaise it adds too many calories, and a, a spicy grilled chicken sandwich. Yeah, and then okay, uh, you dip you those.
2: The, you get the junior deluxe, and you say, "Hold the mayo," because I'm trying to be healthy.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, so, and- so funny thing about this. Okay, so so I've been I've been doing keto for a little bit. I've lost about sixty pounds, and wow. And um, you know, I go my wife wanted to take the kids out to eat one night and, and we asked the kids where they wanted to eat, and they wanted to eat at Wendy's, because you know, kids, chicken McNuggets, chicken nuggets, whatever they are. And so uh, we went there and I had to go and just basically say, give me the thing that has a bunch of cheese and bacon on it and no bun. <laughs> and then I asked if they had a side salad, and they're like, No, we don't have side salads, we just have massive salads. I'm like <laughs> So I'd have to pay like $8 for a salad and get no fat at all, which you have to have fat to eat on keto. So basically I just ate a gigantic three patty cheeseburger <laughs> with no bun and then went home and tried to find some like vegetables to eat. <laughs> it was <laughs> like, those are your choices. Welcome to Wendy's.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, Whole health food. there should be a fast food restaurant that offers like a big old like uh Renaissance fair leg of turkey. I think that would be really cool. Just people walking around with like a big old just chunk of meat.
0: I, I no. think we should do it, and then we'll name it Garmeyers. That'll be the That's name of the restaurant. How about just Myers? Oh, I like it. Yeah. My, yeah. Myers goblets. It'll be delicious.
2: <laughs> yeah, we <we'll> serve <laughs> mead.
1: <laughs> that would be epic, man. That would, would be. I definitely eat wow. There.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, it'd be like the White Castle type of uh, situation, I think, where people just go for the novelty of not the little burgers, but the giant leg of turkey. So, yeah,
1: for <laughs> for some reason, it's my healthy. wife loves White Castle. She likes those, uh, the O rings or whatever they're called. It's like a chicken nugget, but it's I in the shape of there. a circle. <laughs> you never eaten at White Castle? Mm-mm. No, I, um, I eat
2: healthy by going to Wendy's. <laughs>
0: Are you a <laughs> brother does FKT's Jeremiah you don't do <laughs> FKT's eating White Castle it just doesn't happen I'm pretty like,
1: sure a crave case fits into the diet there
2: Yeah I would say maybe I'll do a Taco Bell once if I'm gonna cheat and really go for something but you know there's nothing better than like a Costco pizza too that's like the greatest deal in town
0: Now uh, whenever yeah, you're those are good actually I hate to say that but yeah you're right those actually are good
2: yeah like 10 bucks for a giant giant pizza
0: (laughs) yeah yeah if if you're if
1: you're like not in the we'll call it like hiking backpacking culture realm you're you're back into the like the the synthetic lifestyle and you're just living at home or whatever are you more of a whole foods kind of guy
2: oh i usually shop at safeway not a huge whole foods guy
1: no, I don't mean like. I know shop I know. at Whole Foods. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I would. Um, I'm pretty
2: close to vegetarian. I would say still eat like cheese and stuff, and I'll eat meat in like a social situation, but the kind of more structured towards whole foods that you cook and just cutting out meat more has been pretty good for like recovering and getting in shape and stuff. But yeah, never whole foods. I mean that's why they call it whole paychecks.
0: <laughs> that's the yeah. truth. That's a that's truth. truth. And then they then Amazon buys them and they make it like, oh, if you have a Prime account, you're gonna get such a better deal. And you're like, yeah, I get 10 cents off of a five dollar <laughs> bunch of asparagus. Thanks. That yeah. Really helped.
2: Yeah. Like avocados like three dollars for one and it's like, oh, I get 10% off. What a yeah, treat.
0: I- it's two seventy for a freaking avocado. Yeah, yeah, it's not worth guy- it. I'm with you on that one. I'm with you on that one.
2: But if they okay. want to sponsor the show, we can cut this out.
0: Yeah, yeah. Speaking of sponsorships, let's talk about your Mountain Dew sponsorship a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's dive into this. Uh, you know, what's the deal with I, the Mountain Dew stuff? I've seen it all over Insta.
2: Well, it makes a lot of sense, because when you think Mountain Dew, just like when you think Wendy's, you think healthy, outdoor, you know, <laughs> just saving the environment. So I would say it's a perfect crossover for hikers that are taking on these Mountain Dew sponsorships to, you know, just share similar viewpoints, and and just, uh, you know, they're sticking to their, to what got them there, and the environment, and there's nothing like seeing a Trashed mountain dew can on the side of a road and just knowing that that's a company that cares.
0: Yeah. That they're there for the outdoors. (laughs) Yep. Although I will say if you're running a 250 mile race and you sleep an hour and a half, those mountain dews might actually be pretty helpful. Yeah. I I could be wrong about that one.
2: I I mean, I'm all for soda, just the color of Mountain Dew makes it feel like I'm <laughs> drinking like a cartoon radioactive drink.
0: So. Do you remember Surge? Do you guys remember Surge? Oh, yeah. yeah. That no, was even worse. Yep. That was even worse. It was like me. It was like bright green. Do you remember green. the whole saga of
2: uh, Four Locos when it was just like like that same color and it had caffeine in it and alcohol and just made people insane? Do you remember <laughs> that whole thing? Oh, That's Gross! It's so bad, man. I mean, so four like energy for energy I turned down Mountain Dew so I can maybe get a, you know, like a Monster sponsorship or something because <sighs> they care about the outdoors too. Why you could so- you
0: could get Red Bull. I mean, they do dirt biking. Yeah, that's kind they- of like being in the outdoors. It
2: gives you wings,
0: yeah. Yeah, it does give you wings. (laughs) Yeah, you could do the sugar-free one so you could be healthy, like Wendy's. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, exactly. I
1: want to get this this Mountain Dew thing cleared cleared up because I'm completely in the dark on the whole. Like, I know that Mountain Dew and Doritos was they were huge in the Call of Duty scene. And that is like, tropical. Extent, Yep, <laughs> that's the extent of my like soda knowledge when it comes like at all. I haven't had soda in like, it's been over 10 years. So wow. I, I'm completely lost, but I've seen a bunch of Mountain Dew stuff on Instagram. So what's the real on it?
2: Yeah. So I think, uh, really just created kind of a feud. So here's the dirt. Um, there were some influencers that. Sold out and uh, well, they just sold their account to post something about Mountain Dew. They got, I'm sure they got paid a couple hundred bucks or something and posted a Mountain Dew sponsored post on there. And so, obviously, in my style, I went out with my girlfriend backpacking and took some naked photos with a Mountain Dew bottle. I, uh, <laughs> we took some photos together. We made it the biggest parody of. Mountain Dew that we could, and uh, some people seem to be a, a bit frustrated that we were making fun of them. But I think uh, it's the whole thing. You can post whatever you want on your account, but I also get to make fun of it, however
0: I want. <laughs> so I remember, I just have to say, I watched the whole saga unfold, yeah. and I've been—I was so entertained. I mean, it was hilarious, and it was just. There was there was kind of a shock and awe of it, you know. It was kind of like, "What is happening right now?" and and then watching kind of the back and forth, I was cracking up, man. I'm just gonna be honest; I was laughing. It, my It off.
2: kept going. Like you think it's gonna be one joke, but then someone responds, and it's like, "Oh, you saw that and responded, so I won." I'm gonna keep going deeper. I'm gonna <laughs> twist the knife a little more. So, um, this, like this is a few started started using the hashtag. Don't do it. You know, <laughs> so, okay so
1: some some people were actually sponsored by mountain dew on instagram
2: i think they did a campaign where they paid some people some money to post a mountain dew post on their feed and uh-huh. i yeah take the money if you want but also you better be ready to be made fun of if you're a through hiker who is saying Mountain Dew is topical for the outdoors. And, you know, it'd be hard to argue that not most of garbage patch Island in the Pacific is made of Mountain Dew bottles, but you know, I thought it was a pretty funny uh, thing back and forth. And if I ever posted something like that, I just would not respond because I got exactly what I wanted. I got a response.
1: (laughs) I I saw all these pictures of you and You on your Instagram, you're, you're walking around naked, but covering up your bum with uh, like a peach emoji. Yep. (laughs) I was, I was so confused, but I was so (laughs) entertained. I was like, what in the, why is Jeff posting this? What is this?
2: Yeah. You know, I'm still wondering why I posted it, but I think we got to have fun with how awful (laughs) social media is. So went full on dove in naked and, uh, made fun of Mountain Dew. (laughs)
1: now john you can tell me off air here are this mountain dew campaign the people involved are they people that i know yeah you know of um, them.
2: yeah you, at least one's on a rival podcast so
1: yeah well not rival well, well I,
2: you, yeah i don't think we have any rivals you're the Easy, top jeff you just look down on the others
0: oh no, we're look we're jeff just is, we're just in our own world we just oh, kind of okay. like we're just kind of <laughs> like everybody else is kind of more serious and we're like ah, screw <laughs> serious and we just have a good time. So, uh, so yeah, ours is just a little different. So we, yeah. don't, we don't really consider ourselves having rivals. We just kind of live on our own planet and do our own yeah. thing.
2: Well, I mean, I'm back here, so I've chosen which uh, rival I'm going with. Well, so
0: if <laughs> we can is- open this feud up
2: larger, do you think Mountain Dew will sponsor <laughs> next week?
1: <laughs> I, Jeff, Jeff pops in. He's like, I'm going to pop in every couple of months. Let me stir this up
0: and see. He's like, it's like see let, me, what let me pull open this hand grenade. Let me pull out the pin and drop it. And let's see what yeah. happens.
2: Yeah, not yeah, th- jog th- away. It over. Here's my grenade, guys. Just uh, watch this thing blow
1: up. <laughs> Honestly, man, I, don't, I when it comes to this whole social media stuff and, like, you know, legitimate the podcast we basically do for fun. You know, we, we're not making no quit your job money or anything like that. We, we've made enough that it's bought the, like some of the, the equipment and that kind of thing. And the subscriptions that we have to use just to keep the podcast running. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to like the social media stuff and us using it as a quote unquote brand or influence or whatever those dirty words that people use. I try not to like go next. I try not to like consume a lot of other people's content. One, because you only have so much time in the day. So if you're making stuff, then you don't have time to consume a whole lot. And two, it really influences the way that you do things. So like, you know, if for instance, your Instagram, I, I I follow your Instagram. It's very entertaining, and so that can put ideas in my head
0: that uh, – You need to walk around, around c- naked and put um, yeah. emojis in front of your butt oh. cheeks. Yeah, yeah, I would
2: say you should be posting a lot more that's- naked photos and be wearing a lot more <laughs> animal-themed uh, outfits. Yes. Well,
0: well, you, you should be like – your your animal should be a fox, though, with all that red hair. You should be the fox. We got the tiger king and the fox king. That's what it should be.
2: And then what would you
0: be? I, Dude, would, I would, would just be John the guy do. that takes the pictures of all of it.
2: Okay. Like the <laughs>
0: safari tourists? Remember, he's the star. I'm just the guy in little print. Remember, yeah. we talked about this earlier. Yeah. So I, I don't <laughs> well, get to have animal print. No. I'm Although I think if to... I did, it would be a panda bear. I think that would be pretty close oh, to what I would do. I'd be a panda that'd be, bear. That'd be cool. Yeah. It <laughs>
1: would be good. Well, I'm trying not to do the, the copycat thing. So that's why I'm not consuming all this other stuff so maybe we do have rivals i don't know or maybe jeff is just implanting horrible ideas in my head and stirring up the the pot of feud i am
2: trying to get mountain dew to sponsor the podcast i'm working hard on this we're not making fun of mountain dew or wendy's or since we're in the
0: south since we're in the south could you hook us up with mellow yellow instead how about yeah (laughs) (laughs) Shasta soda. Oh yeah, Shasta would be good. Yeah, be good. maybe man. Fanta. Fanta would be cool. Fanta
2: would be woohoo. <laughs> some
1: chocolate. Oh milk. <laughs> yeah, Yoohoo.
0: That'd be awesome. You-hoo. hey John,
1: John, would you take uh, a sponsorship from the L Eight Kentucky Swamp Water?
0: <laughs> I how much are they paying? <sighs> I don't know What's it yeah, worth what. Yeah, what would be your price? Like, because I mean. Let's just be honest, Jeff, if, if Mountain Dew was to come to you tomorrow and say, we're going to give you a million dollars to post this on Instagram, are you posting it?
2: Absolutely. It doesn't even need to exactly. be close <laughs> to a million. It's <laughs> like, like 200 bucks. But you got to have fun this,
0: picking on your friends when they do it, right? Exactly. The exactly. thing about this feud That's is the killer.
2: if I post something, you should shit on me. But also <laughs> if you post it, I mean, you should expect uh, some, some heat coming your way because, Mountain Dew doesn't necessarily mean stewards of the environment.
0: Right, right. 100%. <laughs> like I said, I think I would if, if the price is right. I mean, heck yeah. Why would, you'd be stupid not to.
2: Yeah, who wouldn't take the money? It's more yeah. so the reaction, like, of course they're making fun of you. That's why Mountain Dew had to pay you to do it. Like, yeah. <laughs> if they weren't paying you, I mean you would have just done it for free and felt good about it. But you had to get paid to, to post the Mountain Dew. Yeah, you content. might
0: as well put a hashtag that says bring the crap show. Like seriously, yeah. like as soon as, as soon as you post it, cause you know, it's coming.
2: Yeah. You know, it's yeah.
0: coming.
2: Absolutely. I mean, the funny part about that whole thing this week was just like, if you don't say anything, it'll just die. And my joke will maybe make some people laugh, but the response is all anyone's looking for with a joke or comedy or, parody which is what the whole thing was just making a parody of the Mountain Dew thing so it was just funny like you could pretend you didn't see it and it would have died but instead you went all in and we got to post back and forth and some good old fashioned just uh
0: jibes. that was fantastic <laughs> it was great I I actually really really enjoyed it and I kept checking about every twenty minutes to see if something else got posted.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it was great. I wish it would have kept going, but you know,
0: we, you know, we need more, we need more beef in the uh, in the backpacking industry. We need more people that that don't get along. We need that. We're, me versus need, like, Skirka. Boxing. Why, why do the rappers get it? Why do the rappers get all of it? Let, let's start
2: the feud, Me versus Skirka now. And let's yes, get this yes, It so, began here on this podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean. What's that guy got on you, anyways? Uh, probably
2: just more followers. He's he's old, so older. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, beyond that, not a whole lot. I
0: got more hair, so that's true. Oh that's true. Gosh. I've seen him. He, you do have more hair. That's yeah. true.
2: What so is, what is come, this? Come at me, Andrew. Let's do some uh, celebrity boxing.
1: With, uh, <laughs> I was about to say I've
0: watched. You're not gonna box Floyd <laughs> Mayweather, are you?
1: No, just Logan Paul. <laughs>
0: Uh, I could believe that he got I destroyed watched it. in that match. <laughs> yeah,
1: I watched. It. These guys are making a lot of bank, man, from these feuds. I
2: know. I think we got to start it. We'll get you guys on a feud against another podcast. We'll get me in a feud against some people. I think this is the way to the top. People I, love I think, publicity.
0: I think you're right. I think this is what needs to happen next for us, Jeremiah. I think we need to find somebody who we can start to hate. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't think that's a good idea. We, we genuinely need to hate somebody right now. And I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm going to pick Devin Ashby. I'm going to pick I want to pick okay. backpacking experience. We need to hate Devin from now on.
2: Okay, I think I fully support this. I'm choosing I'm going to choose your side just because right. Jeremiah's on it and uh his, his big hair. And you're still looking for, for your
0: Gonex sponsorship, so you know if you get with Jeremiah, that's that's po- there's a possibility of that happening. I just would really like a pack and I know he can get me one.
2: There it is. Uh, there
0: I it think is. I
1: can get you one on Amazon for $39.99. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure.
2: Could you th- do you think you could through hike the AT with the Gonex
1: pack? Oh, definitely, bro. I, I think that it's you'd like, make it uh, at least four or five hundred miles. <laughs> I think you could uh I, th- I think you could definitely through-hike the AT with a go-next pack. Get at me, go-next.
2: Yeah. <laughs> let, let me prove them right. Let's see. Send me a pack and the money to hike. Uh,
1: <clears throat> yes, that's what they have to do. See, the smart yep. thing is for me to get sponsored by go-next, and they pay for my through-hike, and they're going to make so much money off of it that it's going to be tenfold.
2: I'm thinking this. I'm thinking – Gonex, Wendy's, Mountain Dew. That's all you're carrying, all you're eating and drinking the whole way. Marketing. I think we And the patties it. are
0: never frozen. So I never mean you're ready to yeah. go. Yep.
1: You're ready to
2: go. They never have salad in stock, but it's on the menu. <laughs>
1: i'll
0: get a t-shirt Dehydrate the burgers man dehydrate the burgers
1: it's gonna put i'm gonna put on the t-shirt patties are never frozen and then whenever people (laughs) ask me on the trail they're like what is that t-shirt bro i'm gonna be like i'm sponsored by wendy's (laughs) and you're probably (laughs) you're gonna be craving it for the next three days until you get into this next trail town you're, you're going to be craving Wendy's and then they're going to make so much money too. And then the mountain dew. You know, I think, mountain, Yeah, let's do it. Well, t- that's, that's just, we just need to do trail
0: magic. We just need to do trail magic. We'll just go to the end of trails and we'll just have loads of mountain dew and just give it to people. And we will have some diet ones for the guys that are like watching their figure, you know, and that'll be what we do. It'll I it'll just be it. tons of cheeseburgers from Wendy's and <laughs> free go next memorabilia and, and mountain Dews. <laughs> I
2: think we do a shirt collab and we just have don't do it and we can uh...
1: <laughs> I think the Mountain Dew you know how like the the FCC they got these heavy regulations on uh, like if you put stuff on TV and radio but not so much on the whole podcast game and YouTube and stuff you know and like they made it a law that you weren't allowed to for as, for some time drink alcohol on a commercial on TV like you could show pop in the top and all that stuff and all the fun stuff that goes along with it but you weren't allowed to drink it that will be me with the mountain dew cuz i don't <laughs> actually drink it so yeah. secretly i'll never drink it but it'll always you know i'll have it set up in the background you know it'll be sitting here like the like on the podium the athletes they do the post conference yep yeah
0: know. they're or like the guys question. who win a nascar race and they always have a coke in their hands yeah, yeah.
2: yep I like it. Just, it just, up. just drink water out of the Mountain Dew bottle. You just need the bottle.
0: All you need to do oh, is every man. time you finish a trail, it doesn't matter if it was an overnight trip or it was like a long trail, <laughs> you just need to end it by taking a Mountain Dew and shaking it up and spraying it everywhere <laughs> in celebration. Like
2: champagne. The champagne of Appalachia.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the champagne of the backpacking world. Mountain Dew. <laughs> Man, it's
2: not the champagne I wanted, but it's the champagne I deserve.
1: <laughs> it will give you dew mouth, man. Have you seen dew mouth? I've what? heard of
2: this. I went into a deep dive on Mountain Dew-related issues in the last week. What is yeah, dew <laughs> mouth? It's like where you, your teeth all fall out. Yes. Like, you if know. you look at the back of a Mountain Dew, there's like 200% of your daily sugar in just one
0: bottle.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like <laughs> the serving size, each one, there's like eight servings of Mountain Dew, and each one has like 49 grams of sugar. It's ridiculous.
2: You're supposed to be drinking it just like a shot because it's just so bad for you. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, but it's the definitely dude. the champagne of, of backpacking. There's no I'd doubt about so. it. Yeah. I, think, yeah. I think we started something here. Like, <laughs> this is going to have to happen. So, Jeff, you're going to have to fly in from Montana. We're going to have to head over to the AT and do some trail magic
2: i think so at least a photo shoot a promo video for the upcoming feud oh
0: yeah well and julia sheehan was just doing that this past week she was doing breakfast for people and stuff i bet she would go with us
2: yeah she was into making it a bigger feud too so yeah i'd say yeah i saw some of her posts yeah so i mean people pick their sides and i think we're ready to throw down now
0: oh yeah tag team let's do this like let's let's bring her in like we're getting we're getting the Mountain Dew. We're getting the the Wendy's. It's on.
2: Yeah, throw me and Skirka in the ring. We will make this an event.
0: Oh yeah, I think you and Skirka though should have a wrestling match instead of boxing. Okay, like, pro wrestling with like entrance music <laughs> and like pyro and like the weird costumes, jumping off the top rope on each other. I think that's really what you oh. guys should be doing.
2: And it's you, like we're hitting each other with, like, camp chairs or ultralight backpacks. Oh, or yeah. Trowel. Trekking yeah.
0: poles. Trekking knock, poles would be good. Stabbing each other in the eye. <laughs> knock them out with the trowel.
1: <laughs> we, need to, we need to partner with somebody. Eye out. <laughs> we need to have this, like, if you can't actually make this happen, imagine an animated video. Of you and Skirk oh. are wrestling and he comes out and he's wearing like you know how um like Native Americans they would have like the full bear, like the stereotypical bear, yeah. like it's got the the actual head of the bear on it. He's wearing one of those, but I was gonna just say like he'd have pooping. to be a grizzly
0: bear because of that story about the grizzly bear. He'd have yeah. to be He would have to be the. It'd be the grizzly bear versus the tiger king. I mean, come on.
2: Oh, how that sells itself. How do we get this going?
0: This has to happen. I mean, we're talking like pay per view quality right now.
2: Oh Uh, yeah, just imagine the undercard.
0: Ooh, we got to get the undercard. I I, I don't know. Darwin versus um... Dixie. Darwin versus Dixie. Oh, intergender, intergender wrestling match. She'd kick the crap out of him.
2: The Darwin oh. Dixie fight. I just oh, imagine Dixie launching off the top rope and just leveling him. Oh, um, man.
0: Yeah. Atomic elbow right on yes. the head. <laughs> man, yeah, we, we are just, like, so woke. I don't this even know if that's amazing. a thing, but the atomic elbow right on the head. Oh, It'll be great.
2: Man. So w- what hiking celebrity would you guys want to if you got to choose one to be on your team for this pro wrestling thing? Uh,
0: I, I beat Tet because he looks like he would just kill people.
2: I'd probably go with Jabba, the hiking Viking.
0: Oh, the hiking Viking, yeah, he'd be another he's, one. He's I got think some him, and Tat, him and I beat him and I be Tat would be a killer tag team.
2: Oh, yeah, I don't know how you'd beat that.
0: Oh no, there's no way. There's no <laughs> way. I mean, yeah. you could bring in Akuna, Akuna hikes. Like he would yeah. he's a big dude. He looks like he could handle himself.
2: Yeah, yeah. man, we, we gotta set this up. Maybe it's like a Quarterly thing, but do you guys have an arena or something we can get these going?
0: I don't know, but Dan Becker would have to be the announcer. Okay. Oh, yeah. He's got the radio voice. He's got the radio voice. Dan Becker has to be the announcer. I'll do play by play. I'd be all about doing the play by play.
2: I'd love to be your color (laughs) analyst too. Like, um, all right, let's go deep in and see how Darwin ended this fight against Dixie.
0: Yeah, (laughs) this would be great. And then then Jeremiah could be the on site reporter. It'd It'd be really good
2: the suit and tie in the ring and interviewing the fighters after
0: after this, yes
2: this yes. is our, our post-fight interview brought to you by Gonex. let's go down to jeremiah in the ring
1: boxing and in the mountain to every winner that would be who's, it. The, who's the i mean i know this is like uh boxing ufc like style but who who would be the person that that holds the numbers up or like is like Ooh. holding a card up for the next fight
0: Who's that going to be? I think that that's an easy one. That's an easy one. Um, I think that should be second chance hiker. Yep. Uh, I think second chance should be doing that one.
2: Oh, walking up and down with like round four.
0: Yep. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Second chance all day long.
1: That's that would be awesome. He's a Florida guy. I mean, he basically lives in like swimming trunks, right?
0: So you're probably, probably. walking around yeah. in a swim. You have trunks. to hike the Florida trail. You're like walking <laughs> through swamps and crap the whole time.
2: Yeah. I, how do we do this? I think we need <laughs> to put up a bracket, get this thing going, just slap on their Mountain Dew and Wendy's. And, you know, if we act like they're sponsoring it, maybe they actually will. And then we'll uh-huh. just be rolling. So.
0: And then oh. and get whoever wins get gets fully outfitted with Gonex gear.
2: <laughs> like
0: clothing backpacks cook kits i mean come on look at this cook kit i mean it comes this amazing bag yeah I mean, that, look at this thing i don't even get is, it on the screen there it's beautiful great yeah it's yeah. huge i know it's it's just the size you want for a cook kit you know yep it's yeah nice and compact too small so... for
2: car camping and too big for backpacking that's what donuts
0: does <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, you think do you guys think that anybody's still listening to this there's no way but maybe
0: <laughs> I, I think i think if they are they're having the best time of their life here's the thing i think there's a through hiker right now that's on the at or the pct or the cdt and they are miserable because the weather sucks and we just made him smile for you know an hour
2: yeah and if they do hear this they should go on andrew Skirka's most recent post and just Write hashtag gonex.
0: Oh, they, what they need to write is hashtag Jeff Garmeier is better. That's what they need to do. Perfect. Oh, we got to start. We're going to start this rivalry. We've really got to start it off right.
2: Yeah, let's let's get these feuds going because this <laughs> is when you get the numbers. <laughs> we're doing this doing this for clicks here.
0: I'm still imagining Darwin going against Dixie. That's still the one. I'm sitting here like in oh, my head. I'm going. That yeah. almost has to be the main event. It almost has let's to be the main get event.
2: Get ready to rumble. <laughs>
1: You guys, y'all know how, um, like Paul Heyman. I don't know if you all were uh, like fans of professional wrestling back in the day, but The Undertaker had a manager named Paul Heyman, and he would like carry around a urn and stuff for him. And what if uh, remember Darwin got into that feud? No, with, it was uh, Paul Bearer.
0: Paul Bearer. What was I saying? That you said Paul Heyman. I think he's a different guy.
1: Oh, okay, <laughs> sorry, Paul <laughs> Bearer. Yeah, that makes sense. Complete sense because of Paul Bearer. You know, carries the casket. Yeah, but, that makes more sense. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what if uh, what if Dixie's manager was that guy that Darwin kind of got in a feud with?
0: Um, I think his name was Nightcrawler. Y'all remember this? Oh, yeah. That was ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Do you well, think it wasn't Darwin was- wasn't in a feud. The guy was just a... It was just after Darwin, I think, more than anything else. Well,
1: maybe that guy could be Dixie. I, I haven't seen anything from that guy since then. I had, I mean, I wouldn't didn't really follow him oh, or anything and then before Dixie? He'd he be her
0: manager? Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, he could be
1: her. You he could carry around the urn behind Dixie. He would be her her manager. Her <laughs> man.
0: Dixie, Dixie has an urn? <laughs> I guess so. I mean,
1: why not? Who cares, right? Yeah.
2: And then, yeah, she'll carry around what is an urn of Darwin's burned beard or something. Just, you uh, see where she
0: almost got arrested? She was uh, here. She went to the like stealing. grocery store, and something in her pocket fell. and She picked up and stuck it back in her pocket or something. And a lady working there thought she stole something and called the police. And they, there's it's all on video. Wow. Yeah, she almost she almost got arrested for theft in a grocery store. How so did that,
2: she? So she's a hardened criminal. So she'll
0: be. She good is. at this. Yeah. yeah, she should be a great <laughs> pro wrestler. How did she get the uh,
1: the body cam footage from this officer? That's what I want to know because in her video,
0: like she she posted it and it was his footage. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she. I think she asked him, and they told him what she was doing, and they were like, "Yeah, you can use it." Wow. That's. I, guess, I mean, she's Dixie. I, I
2: guess we have we have to ask the question: Is Dixie a Karen?
0: Mm. Or did she get attacked know. by a Karen? That's really the question. Oh,
2: yeah, did a Karen attack Dixie
0: Wow. and try to get her arrested. These are I this know.
2: is why people are listening. They're here for this analysis.
0: <laughs> uh, they are. So question for you, Jeff. Are you guys still under mask mandate out in Montana? I don't
2: think COVID exists out here anymore.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah they're down with how,
2: the with how things are looking. There's not a whole lot of masks <laughs> anywhere anymore. I was but. gonna say
0: they came off in, in Kentucky in the eleventh, I think. We finally okay. had our mask mandate lifted. That's been kind of nice. So now we can wrestle without masks on. Because I was thinking about this. I was going, man, it's gonna suck with masks on, but I think we're gonna be good. We'll make sure we have it in Kentucky.
2: Yeah, I think like Kentucky maybe like a mud hole or something. We can just we can live stream it too. It'll be great. Oh See we'll just do it. From,
0: we'll just do it in the Red River Gorge and we'll Ooh. do it on top of a cliff. Like, and if you, if you get thrown out of the ring, you're dead.
2: Oh my Perfect. Yeah. To the death. I I mean,
0: if you're going to do this, you do it. Like you don't play around with this kind of stuff. If You're going to be serious about it. You make it happen. And I think,
2: yeah, someone better die during the inaugural year of this.
0: Exactly. (laughs) We want to make the Barkley marathon look like a, like a baby could run it. You know, that's what I want to do.
2: This isn't about just failing. This is about surviving.
0: Yes. This is what backpacking is backpacking yeah. is survival and yeah
2: and we'll have like announcers like weighing in with an 11 pound base weight. We have Darwin
0: <laughs> That's awesome and Jeremiah gets up there weighing in with a 32 pound base weight. It's
2: <laughs> Jeremiah Stringer. weighing in with a mountain dew in one hand and Wendy's in the other.
1: <laughs> I say if we can make this annual then I'll live on this giant lake in Kentucky we could do like a, a raft up, like everybody gets on their boat and they're, they're all tied <laughs> together. And then we could have the fights all on one giant platform out in the middle of the lake.
0: Ooh. Yeah. And I then like we could it. like, yeah, that would be awesome. And then if uh-huh. we could like pour oil in the water and light it on fire, cause you know, that's really good for the environment, <laughs> but it would look yeah, cool. If you we know, could just have
2: Mountain Dew bottles lining it that are. All oh dirty. yeah.
0: Fill them with kerosene and just light them. That would be yeah. great. Yeah. I mean, I don't think the effect on the environment would be too bad from that, would it? No. I mean, this is – and this is exactly
2: where we expected this conversation to go here too, right? Just without, yeah, I mean, we're talking <laughs>
0: about Mountain Dew. They love the environment. That's why we get sponsored by them. Pro-wrestling
2: Pro, pro wrestling Mountain Dew and Wendy's. I mean, that <laughs> basically sums up the episode.
0: Yeah, and, oh. and I mean, it kind of goes with the Barkley Marathon if you really think about it. I mean – yeah, the two things that we
2: were going to talk about really became an afterthought. But it's just too fun to think about just these feuds battling it out. I know, it's just incredible.
0: Maybe Mountain it could dude. maybe it could be like the the precursor to the Barkley Marathon. The people who didn't make it get Ooh. a chance to fight each other to get in. <laughs> i picturing- You have five spots available in the Barkley Marathon, and you have to fight your way in. I'm
2: picturing, like, the Anchorman scene where everyone, all the news channels show <laughs> up with their weapons. And, and Harrison like, Ford shows up. Yep, they're showing up with, like, their ultralight <laughs> weapons, like a, a half-inch pocket knife or something that they're trying to fight with. I just, this, this is funny.
0: <laughs> they turn uh, their little half-toothbrush into a shank. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, Jupiter is the back end of his toothbrush.
0: Oh Jupiter. I didn't even think about Jupiter. We gotta get him involved. He would be in Darwin's corner. He would be in Darwin's corner.
2: Probably probably the towel guy for Darwin, just you know, you know, wiping him down. (laughs) That's
0: that's what would cause Darwin to lose. He'd throw the towel in at the end because he wouldn't want Darwin to get hurt.
2: (laughs) Yeah. How about yeah, we probably need John Z in there too. I bet he'd be a good fighter.
1: Oh yeah. (laughs) Are you guys are you guys ready to wrap this thing up? I mean, whenever you are, man.
2: We can, yeah. We'll just have to do this again to sort out Mountain Dew and Wendy's. You know,
0: we got to have a business meeting in a couple of weeks to talk through all this, but yeah, we're good. Yeah. Okay. A lot,
2: of, a lot of stuff out there.
1: So, Jeff, besides besides Instagram, wait, what's your handle on Instagram? Uh, it's at the free outside. Okay. Same same title as the book.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. The book is free outside, and yeah, started a new pro uh, project this year called backpacking routes.com too. So people were putting up a bunch of different routes around the country and ways that people can go through hike something. That's not one of the triple crown trails. So that's a big project been working on. So check that out.
1: Wow. That's awesome. awesome. What's the name of the site? One more time.
2: Backpacking routes.com.
1: Awesome. Any any other ways that uh, people can find you or follow you or anything like that support you? Oh man.
2: Uh, Just freeoutside.com is a pretty good place to start. It's all there. And then, um, yeah, just comment on all of Andrew Skirka's posts and let him know I'm still around.
0: (laughs) And and one (laughs) last question for you. You've done all these long trails and stuff. Ruma McKenrick's about done with the American perimeter trail. Is that going to go on your list?
2: I don't know. It is such a commitment to do these really long things. I don't know how many getting, old where i have like actual things in life that i can't take off for eight months but
0: (laughs) we'll see i was gonna say so might take a little more than eight months yeah uh, it might take forever yeah yeah it's it's a long trail man he's been working on for like two years so
2: man that's awesome yeah no i've been looking at some shorter stuff exploring some areas in montana and just kind of that weird time after such a wash of a year last year to figure out what to do since we can actually do stuff again.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Well, man, thank you for being on. We really appreciate it and hang out for a little bit because we're going to talk to you after we get done. But, uh, definitely glad that you were on the show, man. It's always fun when you're on here and, uh, I can't wait to, uh, I can't wait to see what your next adventure is going to be because I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun to watch.
2: Yeah. Let's get these feuds going.
0: There it is. There it is. We'll see you later, man. See ya. And Jeremiah, once again, that was a blast, man. That was awesome.
1: You remember when um, Ruth started talking about keeping the furniture in the house and, and all that, and the whole thing went off the rails? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Another, another one of those. Jeff, Jeff keeps it interesting, man, for sure. But we could have we could have landed on something really valuable today. Oh, uh, is it satire? No, it's the fact that we need more people that don't like each other in the backpacking community. It's going to be way more entertaining long term if we get this to work, you know. so What um, if the
1: backpacking community goes from peace and love and like Hike Your Own Hike to the backpacking podcast has just turned it all on its head and now everybody, they're just, they're, they're just fighting, man.
0: We just call up the BBP Wrestling Network and it'll be incredible. Like we'll just have the best matches. Like we'll put the WWE out of business It's kind of the way I'm looking at this right now.
1: Well, I'm I'm basically after this, after we get off here, I'm gonna start practicing my maniacal laugh and counting money is you know, that's gonna be my <laughs> hobbies.
0: <laughs> I think it's a great idea. I think that's what you need to do. So uh Jeremiah, I think it's time to sign off here, bro. All right, man. I've had a blast. I have too, man. So until next time, we'll catch you guys on the next (laughs) go-round. Adios, folks.